Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss the spiritual value episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hi, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. Initial thoughts. Let's hear them. What did you think about that episode? I really love the way it ended. This one, to me, this one is I mean, it should almost be listened to with the reward episode from last season. Yeah. Like very much hit a lot of the same notes, but I mean, it is, it's like the talking about the difference between you get a job, you get paid to do that job. And then talking about the money you get paid, like they're very, very much the same or similar. Um, you know, I, my son, Jack has a job at the, at a golf course this summer and we have conversations about what it's like to get paid to do this job. Mm-hmm. And that's fun to talk about. And then we have conversations about how much money he's getting paid and what he's going to use that money for. And it's very similar conversation, yet there is a subtle difference there. And in, in the amount of money he gets and what he wants to use it for. And that's really what we're talking about with spiritual value is more of the currency, how much, where it is, how to store it and where it's stored. But I really like the thing. Maybe it's recency bias because this is how we ended the episode. But just finishing off the episode with these two pointers, love and forgive, is Dude, huge. Feels really settling to end the episode that way. It sure does. Can you give us an overview of the strict or limitation side and the loose freedom side? Sure. The strict side is this list of rewards this list of behaviors, it is works-based. It's legalism at its definition or at its core, where it is you all do these certain things to prove you're a Christian or to earn your salvation or to earn your spiritual value. So one of the things I find interesting is, you know, in part, this side does get it right, where do works to get value. Yeah. Where they go wrong is limiting people on what those works are and how they need to be done. And, and also limit and also lumping those works with the, the key to your, the, the assurance of your salvation. Mm -hmm. So really the why it gets back to the why again, why, why are you doing those works is, is what's really going to set this this side apart and and when they don't give a why or be and when the answer is because you're a christian or because the bible says so more damage is being done than good is being done then the loose side or the freedom side is it's either don't worry about the value at all don't even think about it which a lot of times that is the the approach due to just wanting to relieve themselves of the responsibility of gaining value. Like, and you talked about ducking the responsibility yeah, in right. the, what the flock episode it's either that, or if we do get value, it's just believing that it's all going to be the same for everybody. You're all going to get a crown. You're all going to get saved. Everybody's going to get the same because God wouldn't want us fighting in heaven and the issue there is it again denies uniqueness and it also implies that God is unjust, which we know is impossible. Yeah. I think it's pretty easy to 
to, to talk to parents about this, especially if they have one child who's does well with the reward that the parents give, like, let's say kids do certain chores. So that's how I like to describe when I go into spiritual yeah. value, because it just kind of freaks people out. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, am I in the negative? Do I have more? Do I have less? What am I supposed to do? And oftentimes I go, let's just look at this from a from a parent perspective. You know, I mean, God is the greatest father. Yeah. He's the he's the goodest father. Sure. And so when he gives us things, when he blesses us and we use them well, if he gave me 10. And he gave you 10 to do, to do, to use, and you turned it into 20 and I spent it all and didn't do anything. Then why would he give you more? Why would, as a parent, if we had the same parent, it, it would, it would hurt one kid to give them now. Okay. Now I'm going to give both of you 40 because one of you deserves 40 and the other one doesn't. Yeah. It's like parents really understand that where it's like, I think there's this feeling of people think that God is somewhat like quote nicer than that or, or more merciful than that. But really uh, it's really important to address these topics, stepping back into God being right and just. Right. And what he gives and what is, what is just, it's like, if you, if, if you and I both had the same parent and you did deserve a reward from using the things that you used and you didn't get rewarded, that would be unjust. Or right. if I got what you got from your reward, that would be unjust too. So yeah, this whole yep. concept of people being That's upset. Good. Yeah. So anyway. I remember, I remember when I was 16, I had a job. This is like my first, I would say like, grown-up job i worked it was during the summer i worked in this little manufacturing plant a lot of a lot of adults worked there full-time because it was summer i was able to work full-time too so this was like working 40 hours a week making pretty good money doing a job that a bunch of adults were doing too and i remember with one of my first paychecks I bought a brand new stereo. This is like also around the time where CDs are really, really popular. So I buy this new stereo with the multi-disc CD player, Woo. surround sound speakers, and, you know, set it up in my room, connected it to my TV and my VCR. So when I watched a movie, I could turn my stereo on and hear it all. I mean, surround sound, stereo quality stuff, man. Dude. It was great. Cost a few hundred bucks, which is a lot for a 16. It's a lot for a 41-year-old, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, my brother, my little brother really liked it. And he wanted one too. So he got the exact same stereo given to him by my stepdad. He gifted it to him. Wow. And I don't know, like he had to do some chores or something like that. But I remember thinking like, one, I felt really proud of being able to pay for the stereo of my, out of my own pocket. But then I remember looking at this and being like, this doesn't feel fair mm. that he's just given this thing when I had to work my butt off for it. 
Nice. But even that, if you recognize part of my story, though, is my stepdad did require work out of Ryan in order for him to earn this. Yeah, uh, he was given the gift up front. But he did have to work it off, which shows even him as a parent knew I can't just give this to Ryan without making him work for it or else either that or I have to pay for Joel's is probably what he's thinking. Hmm. So there is, you know. The same stereo, but two different people in two different circumstances. The parent being fair in those situations looked different. But he was balancing justice, where with God, it's God can't help but balance justice. It just happens naturally through him. It's his nature. So, yeah, that's what it all comes down to, right? Is God God being right and just. He's a fair father yeah we talk about spiritual value being the thing that helps god's will occur yeah how because i'd like to i'd like to see this connection you know I, I mean i feel like yeah this is a bit this is a big deal how spiritual spiritual value and god's will are connected yeah, so we'll we'll see what God's will is and how it all works at the minute detail moving forward into future seasons and episodes. Okay. But as far as why we need spiritual value in order for that to happen, again, it comes down to God being right and just. And we've flushed this out so well that I know we've covered at length God moves in response to justice. Okay. Because God is resting, because because he ceased and continues to cease from being in the position of a first cause. He's given us dominion over the world and over our own lives. He's given us a soul for us to make our own first cause decisions. God is waiting and has to wait because he's just, he has to wait to respond for God to move. It's in response. Everything he does is in response. Mm -hmm. Spiritual value, now at the big picture level, without explaining more than more than how much value, how to use it, when to use it, why to use it. Spiritual value is a cause that can facilitate God moving. Without spiritual value. I don't have cause to get him to move unless I do something wrong. So that would be it. Really. It's the, the, really the, the simplest answer is to say, because God only moves in response to justice is why we need spiritual value in order to get him to move, including doing his will. Nice. So it's like that value, that value that we get, can we can exchange that with god for him to move yeah in our lives right we can because like he, removes, can. he he can't just because god moves in response to justice he can't just ask him in and of itself and he will move you have to have value to do that because he's just so like my stepdad gives ryan a stereo and that gave Ryan cause to do chores for the next three weeks. Mm -hmm. It's similar to that where it's like, 
if if my stepdad would have just told Ryan do a bunch of extra chores over the next three weeks, Ryan could have had argument to be like, well, that doesn't seem fair. But because my stepdad said, here's a gift. Ryan, I'm putting Ryan in the position of a just God, right? Yep. Here's a stereo. Now God has cause to move and do all these things. Hmm. Without it, it wouldn't be fair and God can't be unfair. So. Yeah. If so he does, could, then if, if he yeah. could, then he would, we wouldn't need value. He could just do all these things and it yeah, wouldn't that, matter. So, so is it, is it better to think of value like a, like gold versus a credit card? Yeah. Like is, whereas, yeah. you know, like does, does God credit people like, I think about God crediting people for righteousness, but can you kind of break that down where it's like he moves according to justice. So it's like, you're my kid. So therefore you can use my credit card, you know, like how does that work? Yeah. Accrediting for righteousness was, so that was Abraham, right? Right. Well, it's because he did works already. So it wasn't unearned credit. It was his faith proved out that there was spiritual value in his bank account. Now we're talking. Okay. So here we're going to do a deep dive here. This is going to be maybe a little bit more complex, but Hey, we're in the milk podcast, right? Yeah, man. These are, these are our diehards listening. And uh, yeah. So, so basically here, here's the thing is spiritual value is at play with both reward and salvation. But the difference is whose value is it? Hmm. But even, even the salvation side is value is at play. So what, what happens with Abraham is this. He does these works based off his faith. Basically faith through, it's faith by, by grace through faith. So he's taken direction from God he gets the influence from God directly, right? Go and move to this place I tell you to move to. Mm-hmm. Or sacrifice your son. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, establish this covenant with me. There's these things that God influences him with, and Abraham does it. And those behaviors, that faith is accredited to him as righteousness. Meaning, essentially, he lived out grace through faith. He took direction from God by faith. The God he couldn't see or because of something that had yet to happen. Nice. Yep. Now, at the time, the spiritual, we're talking salvation here. Jesus hadn't died yet. Jesus needed to die to what? Pay for our salvation. That's why I love it. Like, was salvation mm-hmm. free? No, it's salvation no way. wasn't free. No, blood paid by the blood of Jesus. Right. The death of now, Jesus. Now, we don't have to pay for it with our own works. Yeah, okay. But it was paid for, and it was paid for strongly. Oh, man. Yep. But what happens before all the people who become, all the people who are followers or children of God, before Jesus paid for our sin, 
what happens with those people? So it's like this. It's credited to him for righteousness. What this means is it's like this. Abraham dies. Jesus still hadn't come to earth yet. So the value to pay for Abraham's sin hasn't been created yet. Because one sin, one sin would separate Abraham from God. Right. So he has righteousness, but it's basically like this. It's here's a check I'm going to write to you, Abraham. The father writes him a check as the just judge. But it's post-dated. Like you can't cash this in until Jesus dies. Hmm. Because there's no funds in the account yet. There will be plenty of funds. And it's like, hey, I trusted you, Abraham. You should be able to trust me. The funds will be there. So what happens is Jesus dies, is buried. He leads captivity captive. And part of that process was him basically taking all the people who had righteousness accredited to them because of living by faith, brings them up to heaven with him. They were all down in Abraham's bosom, a compartment of hell where these people aren't suffering, but they're a bunch of people who have a folded up check in their back pocket waiting for the day that the bank says there is funds in their account that paid for their sin. They have a check. Abraham, here you go. This is your check. Here's the amount that you are owed because of living by faith. But it's not your works that are going to do it. We need to wait for this messiah character to come and do his job wow so there's there's spiritual value there too so i mean his faith crediting him as as righteousness is still just it's it's all this is all just more of the the inner workings of how salvation works right all the value that's at stake so god god is right and just and in everything he's doing there's stuff like this there is value being exchanged there's variables being accounted for that that god is dealing with on so many different levels that we're not seeing but these are some of the answers the really big answers as to why well what happened like how did people get saved before jesus you know if if you have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that jesus is lord what about before he was ever born yeah what about moses right, right. well and then the argument is what well the people who lived before jesus were looking to the cross and the people who lived after Jesus were looking back to it. It's like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no, they weren't. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, poetically and, and abstractly and at the principle level, sure. Okay. They needed, they knew they needed, they needed God to save them. Yeah, it accurate? was still, yeah. what I would say, the, what saved them wasn't believing in Jesus. What saved them was taking, was grace through faith yeah was that's following. true yeah that's great. true in any dispensation. right nice yep perfect taking direction from god yep allowing him to be the lord of your life a god you can't see yep for an effect that hasn't happened yet and that's very true for the people especially before jesus came to earth they didn't even know how when or how this was going to happen yet yeah but moses knew 
I got to let this Jehovah guy lead my life, how I've been doing it. It has led to me being a murderer and, you know, wandering the wilderness as a shepherd for 40 years. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Was this what my parents had set out for me when they, you know, saved my life and I was raised in Pharaoh's house? Like, I don't know. I need to start taking direction from the father. Hmm. That's what saved me. Not thinking, oh, and Jesus will die for my sins someday. Wow. They may have known that, but we're saved by grace through faith. And so and the Jesus key- made that possible. Let me get that straight. Jesus made that possible for yeah. everybody. Whoever will receive salvation, Jesus made it possible. Hmm. So when we could say that Jesus had the keys of death, you know, like setting the, the captivity captive and being able to, to do that, to go into Abraham's bosom, to release those people, to pave the way for anyone who's accepted or wants to live yeah. by grace through faith. Jesus has paid for that. And, and it's almost like a way to say, Jesus has in this episode, the spiritual value that gives him the keys. Why yeah. does he have the keys? Because he has unlimited spiritual value for our salvation right so and that's where we say god's righteousness this big r righteousness is the value that leads to our salvation right that pays for sins yeah that conquers death yep but it's right go ahead it was only done by what jesus did that's where the value we get off of our works is not the value that pays for our sin. Right. And that's what we're talking about in this episode is we're talking about the value we need to really have this working or interdependent relationship with the father by the spirit with the son. How do we, how do we help God's will happen? You know, this is the church season. Yeah. So Spiritual value, it's important. It helps us understand spiritual value at a higher level when we understand how it played out in salvation as well and what Jesus did. But really the key in this, in this episode, in this season is what does the church need in order for the church to function as the church is meant to killer. And the church is made up of individual cells that make a body that's purpose is together to fellowship with the Lord to facilitate his will on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. We need spiritual value to do that because God only moves for against or not at all in response to justice, or you could say in response to value. Cool. Yeah, man, that's great. I love it. That's such so when we're talking about the church, we need we need our church to have lots of value. Yeah. To make God's will happen in our church, we need to have value as a church. So if so God's will, be yeah, go ahead. A church that loves well and a church that forgives well. Yeah, man. That's good. <laughs> this, is, this is a freaking mind-blowing concept, dude. Yeah, it this really was a is. high level. This was a high level episode, huh? We're we're talking this is stuff our listeners aren't going to learn at any university or any seminary. 
this is pure pure information pure truth from the doctrine of god and, and it it's just, all there it's all it, there in the bible if you know how to read it the right way it really is and when you said the whole you know paying for yep. jesus paid our debt with value right yeah. like there was a a spiritual value yes with a to get for us to gain spiritual value we do spiritual work yeah we love and forgive mm -hmm. which is a spiritual mental emotional all of these things that we cannot see and those are two love and forgiveness are two doctrine that are at the core of justice really yeah those doctrine don't exist without justice those doctrine are two doctrine that a person of justice someone you would consider to be a just person is again you're gonna you're gonna see that person described as someone who loves and someone who forgives mm. amazing so i like i like this idea of looking at love through you know we talk about giving a value without expecting anything in return there you go yeah so you're giving something that is spiritually valuable to someone else which would then create in a sense an injustice right injustice yeah not unjust right not but unjust in a, in, but an it, injustice yeah right i give you i give someone twenty dollars and justice says that in order for that to be equaled out that person owes me twenty dollars right yeah forgiveness is people someone took twenty dollars from me and i don't equal it out i don't take 20 say i'm not equaling that out yeah, yeah you're saying I'll i want god that back it. from i want 20 i want 20 dollars from god spiritually right and that equation factor is something that we don't know how much spiritual value is equated with someone stealing $20 of physical value from me. Yeah. We just use the physical example because it's illustrative of a spiritual truth, but that's one of the ways we know God is greater than us is what he's accounting for. Talk about having a finite mind. Now you and I know, although we have finite minds and we don't, know all the things god is accounting for in any given moment we do know it is understandable we just don't have the information mm -hmm. it's not because my brain can't fathom what that would look like it's because i don't have the information to fathom it so god is the expert at making himself and his will understandable yeah. When I don't understand it, it's not because God's playing games. Yeah. It's because I'm missing information. Amazing. But I'll tell you, those times where I'm just like blown away at the overwhelming amount of things he's accounting for in any given moment are moments where I don't need to know why. I don't need to understand all of it. And those are moments I can just go back and praise him for being always and completely right and always and completely just. Very cool. Can we hit the three categories of people related to their self-esteem, Pastor Joel? Yeah, self-esteem. The people I feel sorry for, low self-esteem. 
these tend to be the people who are trying to gain value um, off of other people. Mm -hmm. And, and usually it's done in a deceptive manner where it's, I'm going to emotionally manipulate you. I'm going to appeal to you emotionally. Mm -hmm. Give this thing to me because if you do, you know, it'll mean you're a good person. Or if you don't, it's because you're a bad person. So it's really this appealing emotionally and, and unjustly manipulating people like that. So you get what you want. The mid self-esteem people are maybe not recognizing what's a way to intentionally gain value, but they do know the way they've been told to gain is is wrong hmm. and and or being told that there is no such thing as value you just have to you know suck it up and just be happy that you're going to heaven someday these contradictions cause these people to to want to leave the church and to want to avoid dealing with these abusive people abusive authority figures but these people have enough value self-esteem is really the value in which you see yourself boy yeah there's another value definition how much worth have you do you do you recognize within yeah. who you are yeah do how you much esteem. value wow yeah yeah so a mid self-esteem person is going to have enough belief about their own value yeah that they're gonna they're gonna start avoiding people who try to take them down yeah. To make them feel bad about themselves. Where someone with high self-esteem recognizes they have a an accurate belief about the truth of the person who God created them to be. They see that person as valuable. Not in a braggadocious way, but in a realistic. It's not bragging for me to know that something God created is awesome. Because God is getting the credit for this. Right. right. So these people recognize the value they have. And because of that, and because of understanding how to not just grow their own self-esteem, but how to grow their spiritual bank account, they end up helping other people with the same thing. And really, it's another way you can see low, mid, and high self-esteem is how it's this progression of where their focus is. Is it on themselves? Is So low self-esteem are people who are focused on others because they don't want the tension of responsibility on themselves. Mid self-esteem are people who are focused on themselves because they know I need to get better. And high self-esteem people are focused on others as well, but through love. Nice. Awesome. And finally, can you remind us what the ultimate answer is? Yes, the ultimate answer. Our spiritual value is the value, the worth that we accrue from our righteousness based on our works. Our yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I just love the fact that you distilled this down to we don't, people don't need to be in a panic about how much value they have. Or like, or really stressed out about it? Or am I, 
am I, you know, never going to accumulate anything? Right. Or am I in the hole where they really ought to, anyone who said that to me is, is, is either close to being out of the hole or they want to be out of a hole. You know what right. I mean? Like anyone's yeah. like, Oh no, I'm worried about my spiritual value. It's like, that's okay. Yeah. That's somebody who's, yeah, they're about, they're about to eat, finally get to the point where they're even. And that's, a, yeah, it's a pretty cool place to be. It really is. And the, the people that, that get, get a little worried about it. Um, but it's, it's loving and forgiving is just, yeah. that's what we do. We handle persecution. Well, yeah. And I love what you said, because handling this persecution well is sometimes the, that's the multiplication factor. And when we, when we go back to the greatest value that has ever been accrued is our salvation, the value for our salvation to be there. And that was an, a result of Jesus being persecuted. He did love us. It's both, which is amazing. It is. That's the yeah. ultimate example of love. And it's the ultimate example of handling persecution. So when we want to be like Jesus, we focus on loving other people. And when people take from us, we forgive them. So the way that we can be more like Christ is by loving others, knowing that like him, loving other people by speaking the truth in love is a surefire way to get persecuted. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to go looking for persecution. I don't want to reach this high level of spiritual maturity by going out and causing fights and, you know, being a bully myself. I should speak the truth in love, knowing one of the measures of doing that is people are going to come after you. So you don't have to try to make that second step happen. The thing we should just focus on is love, love, love. And then when people reject you or come against you, then you forgive. And forgiving is still, that's the loving, that is the loving response. It is. To handling persecution well. Yep, it is. Which is it why sure it's is. really easy, easy to go back to just focus on loving. Yeah, if people. you understand love, <laughs> really, if you understand love, then that is the, the ultimate answer. And honestly... We could say this love really is the ultimate answer for every episode we've ever done. Mm. What we try to do is find the answer that would result in you giving a value to others. What would be the way to benefit other people through this? That's always the high self-esteem perspective. It's always the ultimate answer is what, what's the thing we can do to repair the damage in the church. It's love. Love is what, is covers the multitude of sins. Love is the yes. repairer. Love is the life force coming at people. That's going to fix all these issues. Yes. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the music of life church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.